Hi everybody! During the months of March and April, we are highlighting the work of Rios to Rivers in our community effort to showcase organizations who are working towards social justice, environmental action, and more inclusive public lands. Rios to Rivers inspires the protection of rivers worldwide by investing in underserved and indigenous youth who are intimately connected to their local waters and support them in their development as the next generation of environmental stewards. Founded in 2012, Rios to Rivers programs have connected 234 underserved and indigenous students from 20 endangered river basins in seven countries. The programs have included students and community leaders from 21 indigenous nations. Rios to Rivers envisions a world in which youth who are intimately connected to their local waters and tribal communities are equipped to become the next generation of passionate leaders for healthy rivers and communities. Make monthly charitable giving a trend in your life in 2024 and help to support Rios to Rivers this March and April. Visit the link in our Instagram bio for more information. <laughs> we've made it. We've made it. We've I mean, made it. We've, you know, fulfilled our contractual and, and you know, um, <laughs> obligations. And this is the end, everybody. This yeah, is not the end. This is the end. No, no. This is, wait. Oh, I'm thinking this is the end. I was thinking that The Last of Us. That's another show. This is The Last of Us. <laughs> this is us. This is the good place. This is whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. No. This is the bad this place. This is the bad place. This is the bad place. I mean, we are living in the bad place perpetually in life. I mean, mm-hmm. but we have hit a very important day today. A milestone of And sorts. that is that it is our 100th episode. 100 episodes of comedy. 100 <laughs> episodes of drag queens. Mm-hmm. 100 episodes of games. Mm-hmm. 100 episodes of, of trails. That's true. And plants and, and birds. Plants and birds and shirtless men. <laughs> <laughs> that we see on the trail and that we sort of go like, oh, I wonder if he'll talk to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All of the things. Yeah. Yeah. All of those things. To be fair, this is our hundredth full length main stage trail based episode. That's we right. are way over a hundred. Way episodes. over. We're actually at like 224 or yeah. something like that. But it is in a show that is trail based was originally trail focused. It's a big deal. I mean, oh, yeah. five seasons, a hundred episodes. We are pretty much at the tail end of our fifth season too, as this episode launches. So it is kind of like, I don't know. I never thought this would be what this would be. I um, didn't either. I didn't either. Yeah. I mean, I had hoped that it would grow into something that we were very proud of. Yeah. And I feel like it has. Yeah. I'm really proud of the fact that like, I don't know, it took us 15 minutes to come up with what the format was. Yeah. Be yeah. and like then put some ideas down and then just just roll go and just yeah. go for it yeah. and like the format has remained the same essentially yes yes I mean since uh, since Inception. episode one yeah the f- general format's the same but we have found all the ways to grow and expand and we have. also all of the beautiful places the show has taken us mm-hmm. and the beautiful wonderful people we've been able to meet and the relationships we've been able to build and form and like you know the the chosen family. Yeah. Has brought to us. It's like, true. It really is very, very special. It is. And I'm I mean, very excited about it. It's like a thing that has occupied a large space 
of both of our lives for five years, and it's only helped, I feel like, the both of us to grow in our own ways, separately and together. Um, As friends, as collaborators, it is, you know, it sort of has taken a life of its own and just truly evolved in a way that I, I just really could never have dreamed of when we sat down that August, that August morn. That one August, August morn. <laughs> That's right. In the cloudy so, Acadia mm, mm. Um, morning. You're definitely right. The show has grown their own leg. Yeah. And runs all by itself. And yeah, that's not entirely true. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I do feel like we are now the staff members of this thing that exists mm-hmm. all, like, on its own. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's been an exciting thing. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. And, to get that into flow for, yes. like, you know, the workload and stuff, get that in. Yeah. I feel like now it's, you know, the work to produce the show has folded in and is in flow in my life in a way that, like, feels really good. Mm-hmm. And, and while, yes, it takes a ton of work to produce the show, a ton of work. Yeah. It's work that is exciting to do yeah well loved work yeah and it's you know it's also given us so many opportunities to just like expand our horizons for what we i think thought creatively the two of us were gonna do together and also it's moved the ball you know down the court in a lot of ways just in inspiring work for the both of us too so i agree yeah Yeah. i agree it's been a great time Mm -hmm. and now we get to celebrate our 100th episode right which we've entirely titled 100 trails I'm looking for adventure I want to follow on the trail or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky Don't wake the sun, there's so much to be done And the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real You can feel, you can open your eyes And open your heart when you gaze At the National Park National Parks at the National Parks. Follow you, I'll follow you there. We would like to acknowledge that while traveling and hiking in the land, also known as America, that we have visited, explored, and been privileged to enjoy land that was once occupied, cared for, and managed in partnership with the earth by countless indigenous tribes and peoples. Welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, the podcast that brings you one hiking trail and one national park, one park at a time. I'm Mike. And I'm Dusty. If you're joining us for the first time, then you have picked a very special episode to join us for. This episode marks the 100th full-length episode of our show. While we've long passed episode 100 and the total amount of episodes that we've produced, as of now, we're inching closer and closer to our 300th episode in total. This 100th episode is symbolic as our show truly started as a way for us to engage with and share our experiences on the trails of America's national parks. As the show grew in our first season, we began to piece together the other components of the show as situations arose and the time was right. The episodes between our full-length episodes became our trail mix episodes. 
These episodes allowed us to dive deeper into topics that we didn't get to cover in our full-length episodes, mostly topics of the environment, history, indigenous rights, and aspects related to the hiking and camping in the national parks. Our summit episodes developed as a way for us to close our seasons in a succinct sort of way, allowing us to investigate all of the parks from each season all at once in episodes that relate to the environment, history, hiking trails, and visitor experience. And our Pride Mix episodes have allowed us to lean into the queer tilt of our show and explore topics of queerness and how it relates to the national parks, as well as how policy has impacted the LGBTQ plus community. But since we've hit this milestone episode, here as we draw close to the end of our fifth season, we wanted to take the time to really think about our experiences on the trails in a way that could sort of look at all the trails we've set our boots on, or at least set our boots on in the many episodes that we've produced. That's right. And there is certainly a backlog of episodes and trails yet to come that we haven't even touched yet and are raring to go for season six, seven, and beyond. But for now, let's take a look at what we have done so far and have a little fun with it. This episode is sort of like the superlative page in your high school yearbook, forever reminding you of the biggest flirts, class clowns, future leaders of tomorrow, and undoubtedly the most athletic. Join us as we're headed back on this journey Are you to gonna... the past. Almost. Great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it again. <laughs> Join us now as we're headed back. Starting now, I'm, I'm learning, learning fast. On this journey to the past. All right, so let's get started. Okay, so okay, we we've entitled this episode "100 Trails," mm-hmm. but we've actually done more than 100 oh, trails. Absolutely, certainly. I know we said that, but also sometimes our episodes contain more than one trail. Truth snaps. Also, sister. sometimes our episodes we have a few episodes, a few instances where they contain it's like multiple episodes over one trail. This is also true. So it might shake out, but. I think think we're over 100. We're way over 100. Yeah. So yes, superlatives. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do this. Let's start with this one. Are you ready? Great. So we've come up with these five superlatives um, to do together. Yep. And we're both going to have answers to it. Yes. And then um, it'll change after the break. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's start with this. What is a trail Mm -hmm. that you are dying to do again? You know what my answer is. I know what your answer is. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, can I see if I can guess? I mean, I know what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's Devil's Garden. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm on it in a uh-huh. minute. And yeah. why? Tell us why. There is just something very magical about that trail. And it's fun. That was the thing. It's like... I, I love hiking and I love being outside in nature, but the element of fun that came with this trail was just so, it was like, it fed that part of my brain when we were doing more indoor rock climbing that was like, ooh, yeah, like, ooh, I have to figure this out before I actually do this thing. And like how I move my foot here is going to determine where I move my hand next. Like there was that sort of like brain power that needed to happen. Whereas I feel like in hiking, a lot of the times you can kind of get very zen and just be focused on the trail and like what's ex- what's happening around you without that sort of like kind of puzzle uh, solving skill you know right right like it's it, trails are most for the most part very straightforward I feel like I found that trail to be really fun because Karen's mark the way on the trail mm-hmm. so there's not blazes or mm-hmm. anything like that and so there were so many times where we'd get to one point 
part and we're like, where do we go next? Yeah. And we would have to look and then we'd spot the Karen and then we would have to figure out the best way to get to that Karen. Yeah. Right. And yeah. sometimes that meant going over giant things and around yeah. giant things yeah. and up little Shamir way up here. Mm hmm. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. I bet you I could guess yours, too. Okay, great. Yeah. What do you think mine is? It's Sliding Sands. That's right. Yeah. In, in Haleakala. Haleakala mm-hmm. National Park. Yeah. I think this is, I think my favorite trail because, or it's a trail, I wouldn't say it's It's definitely among my favorites, mm-hmm. but in, it is the trail at the top of my dying to do again list yeah. because I love a trail that feels like in one journey that you get like seven to ten different journeys and this is such a great example of that absolutely i think it's like my love for epic storytelling like i feel like that's what i got from sliding sands oh it feels very mythological like it feels like this is a saga like this is the saga of the sliding sands trail like you could build a story around that for sure without a doubt Mm -hmm. that makes me think like like i think a really fun sort of trip for like a literature class or an English class would be to do a hiking trail and then to write like an original, like, you know, piece of fiction story Mm -hmm. based on inspired by the parts of this trail. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Ah, what a great prompt. That'd be a really good prompt. I like it. Now I want to do that for sliding sounds. There you go. Okay, great. All right, let's do the next one, which is... So what about this one? A trail that you never, ever need to set foot on ever again. Oh, I'd say there are a few. Mm -hmm. Um, There are definitely a few. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I have one from I have one from a trip that we've just did that (laughs) we haven't talked about (laughs) yet, but... Which the one? Pinnacles Trail. The Pinnacles Trail in Big Bend. Yeah. You You'll can hear- never, ever, never come back again. Goodbye, girl. Yeah. No. That's definitely one that's just like, it was just difficult. And at the end of, like, either way you cut it, you either do it at the beginning of this loop or the end. I'm sorry, the beginning would probably be great just to be done with it. But like, as we saw some people on the trail that had been camping on the South Rim Loop Trail that we did, they were like, fuck the Pinnacles <laughs> Trail. Like, we don't need that. So, and no. I think you feel the same way about that mm-hmm. i i totally agree yeah i was gonna say um a trail that i'm good to not do again would probably be like maybe off the boardwalks in Congaree. Mm-hmm. i just yeah. felt like i i yeah that i mean like obviously we had a very specific experience there yeah and I'm sure if I were we were there not during spider season, sure. and if there were something to like really see back there, that might be really interesting to do. But yeah, I don't know. That yeah, I, have to I do don't it again. think that's a that's not definitely one not on my list. Um, if I had to think of something in the trails that we've covered so far that we that I really wouldn't need to kind of head back to, um, it's so hard. Like it's hard to figure that out. Like. I think that because I mean I love trails. Yeah, I'm down to do them again all yeah. the time. The ang- the anger for Pinnacles was just I think the exhaustion too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I'm really I'm struggling to figure out another one that would be equatable in my loathing. <laughs> then um let's move on to the yeah. next category. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. What about um trail with the best payoff view where we had to like really work to get it at the payoff view made the work worth it. So. I mean, I, I will consistently say this, that Vernal and Nevada Falls has the better view than Yosemite Falls. Yes, but in Yosemite National Park. I do feel like the grunt work 
the payoff at the top of Yosemite is great. And if you do the little extra, which you didn't do because of heights, and I understand that, where you kind of like go down the rock wall and you're like at the crest of the waterfall. Absolutely not. Um, no. That was no. really cool. So um, that is a, that's a trail that's real hard. And it's one where you had a grunt to get to that. Mm-hmm. And the view was, it's pretty good up there. But I still think the Vernal Nevada, I didn't think there was a, as much grunt up there. That's what I'm saying. Vernal Nevada was still really cool. Um, oh, yeah. So that's, Vernal it's hard Nevada for me to like, it's like, I think that's, that's kind of the answer is the both of them in the same, in some ways, those would be my answers. Because you get up to the top of the, you know, the ridge, like the can, I, it's for lack of a better term, you're up at the top of the canyon. It's not a canyon. Well, there is a valley. I'm now I'm just babbling. Just cut all that out. You get to the top of the falls on both of these it's just like another world and like seeing the valley of yosemite and like knowing how high you've climbed like there's just something very magical about that and the tough work because you are climbing straight up is just it gives you such perspective for everything not only the scale of the the park the scale of your climbing but just like what sometimes you have to overcome to to reach a point of beauty Mm. okay so best payoff view for me Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like this trail was necessarily that hard to do Mm -hmm. But it does take a bit of like intentional driving to get to like this camp area where you have to start. And that was the top of Mount Cameron oh, yeah. in Great Smokies in the fall. That was one of the best views I have ever seen That's true. in my entire life. That was a tough hike too because it was rainy. It, it was, was kind of a miserable rainy, day. And we were the only, yeah. we never saw, we saw, saw two people other people at the top, at the top who were the, on the AT. They were on the AT. That's mm-hmm. right. But yeah, no, nobody else. We mm-hmm. had the whole trail to ourselves. It was ghostly. It was haunting. Very haunting. It was fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely spooky. Yeah. The whole time. Spooky lighting the whole time. It was awesome. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. So what about the most surprising trail for you? Like, and you can take and interpret that in whatever way you think. Mm. What was the most surprising trail for you? And I can go because I have mine. Go for it. What you got? I think this is hard. It's more of like the park in general was the giant surprise. But I think the, the, um, God, it's so hard to pick one of them because they're all so surprising. But I think the frying pan trail in Mm -hmm. Capitol Reef, the frying pan, like is you kind of start it and then you kind of come to it from Cassidy Arch. Like you have to go to Cassidy Arch first, then you look back and you can get on the frying pan. And it just kind of winds you through these very interesting formations. The views are incredible. Like, I mean, I say the whole park because the whole park is just kind of magnificently (laughs) beautiful and unbelievable. I feel Um, like all of the things that you particularly and I too both love about the the Devil's Garden Trail Mm -hmm. and Arches is sort of like, it's like that, but in an entire park. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. It's like that the whole time. Yeah, because Chimney Rock was also very surprising very surprising and you got some really great views like when you got to the top of that that was you know oh there yeah. was some really beautiful things happening oh there. yeah 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 you know which one i'm gonna choose okay what is the petroglyph trail in mesa verde oh yeah that I was a very surprising loved trail. this yeah. trail mesa verde certainly does have trails though the reason for mesa verde's preservation isn't necessarily for the trails that Mm -hmm. are there or it's um 
it's about sort of the the history and the um, cultural preservation. Yeah. But there is a trail where it will bring you very close to petroglyphs. Yes. Very but it, close. But that trail was so wonderful because it was sort of rainforesty in its own way. Sure, sort of. I like, mean, it was green yeah. in its own way. And then it was like along the side of a mesa that was like up and down. And then you, we got to those petroglyphs and then we like, we went up to the top of the Mesa and yeah. then we like walked all the way back. Yeah. And that and was, you could see Spruce house uh, at the end. And we could see Spruce house at the end. Right. Yeah. Well, at the beginning and the end, right? You could, yeah, we were able to walk like up to it, but I think the surprise was looping around and seeing it from high. Oh, like and we were at a up. much lower vantage point where we there first started. There were a lot of surprises yeah. on Petroglyph yeah. Trail yeah. in Mesa Verde. Highly recommend. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Now, this is not a single one. Okay. This is, you're going to have to pick a top three. Okay. Top three most difficult trails. Oh, okay. All right. I've got my top three with a couple honorable mentions. Okay. Go for it. Do you have yours? I need I want you to one more with yours. I need one more. I'm just trying to go by region and trying to think about parks that we've done. Oh, okay. I've got my three. Okay. Top of my list, <laughs> Yosemite Falls. Yeah, me too. That is, it's so funny because like we had done, I like Yosemite Falls is episode one. Yeah. Right. However, that wasn't the first hike we did or no. the first like national parks trip that we did. No. Uh, but it feels, but it was very early on. Yeah. And it's so funny. I find that like we still haven't found a trail that kicked us to the ground the same way that Yosemite Falls Mm -mm. has. But that is at the top. The very number one for me. For for me as well. It definitely, I mean, that was also my screwed up planning too, because we had intended to start with Vernal, Nevada. And uh, I was like, oh no, we have to go to this stop. And then we got off the bus and you were like, no, this is not the stop. (laughs) That wasn't Um, your level of drama. No, I was not that level of drama. But um, no, I believe we had a little tiny petty argument in the like a Tom Petty argument, a Tom Petty argument in the uh, what was that the the not the ferry the the bus the, the tram the tram and um, we had decided we were going to head to Vernal in Nevada and then we were on our way and you were like we have to go to this stop and I was like no I'm pretty sure that Vernal Nevada is over here and you were like no <laughs> it's not it's here and I was like <laughs> well I remember Mel Gibson accurately and he didn't say that the mm-hmm. Polonius guy did mm-hmm. uh, and I was like alright I'm going to let her live in her fantasy and we're going to get off and she'll realize and then you got off and you were like oh oh but Vernal in Nevada Falls isn't here and I went I know <laughs> Yosemite Falls is here. Mm -hmm. Are we ready to do this hike right now? Mm -hmm. I guess so. And then we just did it. And then we had to. We had to. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely like the grunt work was just like the intensity of that was it was rough. Um, A very rough, rough. very great payoff. Like good payoff at the top. Uh, Good, good payoff at the top. There was not as great as payoff at the top. There was comparatively Better. better payoff better payoff yeah yeah so yeah my number two so here's the thing i definitely agree with you there's nothing that's kicked my butt as hard as that the rest of these ones are more just from a strenuous factor like Mm -hmm. they definitely like if they're not labeled strenuous they should be and it is not a trail at all but it is a wilderness route and that is the timichi route um is my number two Um, and the timichi route is also my number two well look at that (laughs) (laughs) sisters doing it for themselves we must know each other or something i know Maybe we travel together. Maybe we produce a show. Uh Uh-huh. 
so Tamichi Root activated that like devil's garden part of my brain and I had a blast on it. I really was like, I'm alive. Like, and you know, you were like, oh, there he is down the trail. Like, oh, yeah. Away from me, like living his life over there. And it's not even yeah. really a trail. It's yeah. sort of like a scramble, a scramble, yeah. scree scramble full of rocks. Yeah. And it was just so much fun. And getting to the river was really great. The Gunnison River. It's beautiful down there. It is serene. And then the climb up was less difficult in some ways than I thought it would be. It was the confusion factor at the very end which we were only confused because somebody else that was on the trail was confused yeah yeah we you were can going hear in the all right about direction. that in yeah. tamichi route part one and two mm-hmm. when in our black canyon of the gunnison episodes but yeah it was um that was really that was a toughie because yeah. um that was one that required a permit and they said if you require rescue you'll have to be able Wait to for 24 survive hours. for 24 hours at least yeah. it was yeah, I we definitely did the, you know, the long distance running trick of like, we're just going to get to there now and then we're going to breathe and then now we're going to get to there on our way back up because yeah. that was the very tough, like hands and feet kind of get yourself yeah. back up kind of route. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, number three for me is the um, Grinnell Glacier Overlook off of Highline. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I like that. A- yeah. Was... A monster. Like that was like take me in my dreams out of joy and like throw me into the pits of pain. Mm-hmm. That was how hard that was for me mm-hmm. because that incline was so steep. And it says it's 0.8 miles, but it does not feel like no. That. It feels, it like, feels like an endless staircase. It feels like it. Like if I were to create like hell, hell for myself, <laughs> it would be that. Mm-hmm. It would be that and expose sunlight and mm-hmm. just never ending mm-hmm. and like always looking like I'm getting close but then it just always gets further away yeah that was that was uh those that's the top three for me mm-hmm. what about for you well we're in the same neck of the woods over there I, did, I didn't even think about that one that's a toughie I'm thinking about amphitheater like the 18 switchbacks oh yeah she that was, was one of kind. my honorable mentions <laughs> she was not kind no she was not gracious this is in Grand Teton she was mean she was mean. Mm-hmm. That was a mean trail. Yeah. That was a mean trail because... That was just because the switchback length between the switchbacks, especially in the beginning, was like... So felt like miles. Long. It felt like the Grinnell Glacier. Like, yeah. Length. Oh, this is only a 0.8 mile between, and it was just the grade of the incline, and then you got to the top, and it was just craggy and rocky. It, it was beautiful up there. Amphitheater Lake was great. Don't get me wrong. And Surprise Lake, there was a Surprise Lake up there. Also great. Great, but it was that was a grunt work that was like my feet hurt after that oh, and we were like oh we're gonna awful. do these other connector trails at the end and i just remember getting back and sitting on the, the bridge that like was dry the river was dry below us and like i just you were like i just need a peanut butter sandwich and uh-huh. we just sat and we're like yeah so we're gonna make really it back bad. to the car as quickly as we can yeah yeah that yeah. was a tough yeah. tough day yeah and like like we just we were talking about big bend trails in texas we just got back from big bend and we did probably 
probably one of the best hikes we've ever done. Mm-hmm. In it was the South Rim Trail, mm-hmm. which and, you'll hear all about. Sometime. Which is where you'll hear all about that at some point. But the Pinnacles mm-hmm. is one is a trail that is a section of a loop that yeah. one can do. Yeah, to do to get to the South Rim, and um, we came down the Pinnacles, but we went up this other thing, this this other way called the um, Laguna Meadow, Laguna Meadow Trail, Just and a vault of memories over here, you everybody, because mm-hmm. you are the memory, the memory keeper's, memory keeper's daughter. daughter. Memory keeper's daughter. The memory keeper's daughter, mm-hmm. definitely. The Laguna Meadow Trail had plenty of switchbacks, mm-hmm. but they were lovely. Yeah. And they were fun. Yeah. And they weren't wild and hard. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That section. Okay, great. So with that, let's take our first break. Hey, everybody, we are actively planning our hiking for this year. And so you know what that means. Our moon travel guides are out and about. We're marking them up and we're writing in all of our notes. We sincerely love them and we use moon travel guides all the time. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because their authors are real people who live in and know the areas they're writing about like the back of their hand. And we can trust them from hikes to campsites to city sites to restaurants. Moon Travel has you covered. So ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed out abroad, planning to take on the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon travel guide with you. And through the end of 2024, our listeners can exclusively get 20% off any Moon travel guide when you go to moon.com. Use the code GAZE24 at checkout. That's right. That is moon.com and use code GAZE24. And that's G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon Travel Guide in Moon's entire library at moon.com. And that is exclusively for gaze listeners. Called another opening, another show. <laughs> okay, we're playing the vault. Oh, great! All right, we haven't played this in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in the interest of keeping up with our superlatives, mm-hmm. which we're doing this whole episode, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So, three views, mm-hmm. three views from trails on national parks that you can put in the vault. All the rest of the views are getting destroyed by climate change forever and always probably what three views are you going to put in the vault forever Mm. um so the views for me would be the top of the grinnell glacier overlook looking out onto the glaciers and the lakes that you could see like you saw those four lakes in the distance you were able to see it and then sam and i hiked a little higher right like a better vantage so that one for sure i was done that day you were completely done i was toast that view for for sure the top of angel's landing like seeing all of the valley of zion and knowing what we had just done that was like wild and completely incredible the next one is kind of like a i feel like is a strange one in that it's not like a it's not a distance view but it is this it's a scale view and it's round meadow in sequoia and seeing those trees and being able to walk among them and it just there's something was so incredible about that you were able to see a lot from any vantage in the meadow but like 
no matter where you were, you were also under these giant sequoias. And it was just beautiful. So those are my three. What about you? Okay, so one I've already mentioned, and that is the view of the Smoky Mountains at the top of Mount Cameron. Mm-hmm. That's the view I'll never forget my whole life. Mm-hmm. And we sat there, like the rain stopped, but we it was just like... sat in the tower like, too. Ugh, that was incredible. The next one for me that I'm putting in there is when the clouds parted on the Sliding Sands Trail in mm. Haleakala, and yeah. we saw all that green, vast valley. I think you might have a painting of that. I was just about to mention that. I wonder if there's, you know... A sexy artist that might have painted it for you. <laughs> I think I might be looking it's very at very single. Uh-huh. Ladies. <laughs> I almost said ladies. <laughs> oh, like gentlemen. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, then pe- that will really throw people off scent for mm-hmm. the title of the show. Mm-hmm. Now I see that view every day. Mm-hmm. What my intention was to blow that view up on uh, a canvas and like hang that on the wall in my bedroom. But then this very sexy artist that I know that I'm currently looking at, he um, sting, <laughs> sting, <laughs> decided. He said, "Nope, don't do that. I want to paint that for you." Mm-hmm. And was and yeah, and did birthdays, birthdays. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, honorable mention view. You is, didn't get to three. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. But I'm going to mention this one now. Okay, is the other painting that is a oh. part of that um, sweet. Sweet. Tip there are deck. two paintings that are together and they look at each other. And then the other one is uh, from... It's from Capitol Reef. Capitol Reef, but it's... What is it called? What rock? Chimney Rock. Chimney Rock. There yeah. it is. From Chimney Rock mm-hmm. off over to the left. And it's just all of the uh, colors during sunset. But both of them slope down toward each other. Yeah. And they face each other. So that's... They do. That's why they are together. But my third view that I'm going to put in there was a view we only got to see for a few minutes. Okay. And that was when we went and drove the road to take a look at the view into Kings Canyon. Oh, yeah. When we were in Kings Canyon and Sequoia, that was a magnificent yes. view. I, I can't even remember what that uh, part of the park is called or considered, but... It was unreal. They yeah, were like, go we out were, there and take a look at that view. That was also a day we were just floored, tired floored. Very, yeah. Well, that's most days for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Generally, but yeah. especially on trails. Yeah. Yep. And that's the vault. Now, we have each written five superlatives that we've not shared with each other. Mm-mm. And so for this section of um, the episode... episode um, Mike, you're, you've got your superlatives. I do. Go for okay, it. Okay, great. So the park that you feel is most doable in a day. It's not trail related, <gasps> oh. but it does include trails. So the park you feel like is digestible enough in a day that you could do and feel like, okay, I'm ready to go. I've experienced what I need to. From the ones we've produced episodes on, mm-hmm. Badlands is my answer. Okay, Badlands, I think, is the best one. You can do trails. You can go learn about fossils. You can drive a loop road. I feel like those are like the top three sort of often ways people like to access parks. Like sometimes it's just you want to go in and drive a loop road. Sometimes it's I want to go in and just learn in a visitor center and maybe look around or I want to get on a trail. You can do all three of those things all inside of one day Mm -hmm. at Badlands. Yeah, I would say Congaree is probably... Congaree, you can hike, you'd be able to even 
hiking through spiders all the way out to that viewpoint at the trail that we never finished, I think you could do all of Congaree plus probably get on the river and kayak and just do it all in a day yeah. and bounce and get your, get your, you know, viewings experience worth from Congaree. Totally. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. For my second superlative, parks that have so much more to reveal than you expected. Oh, well, I mean, I would say Big Bend, though we haven't produced any Big Bend right. episodes yet, but Big Bend certainly... I'm going to say for this one, Catoctin Mountain. Oh, okay. Catoctin Mountain is not a national park, but it is a national recreation area. Yeah, I think so. I think it's that. It's, it's in the National Park Service. It's, it's one of the, the 400. We did some do episodes sites. about this space because it's near Camp David. And also it's pretty close to Gettysburg National Military Park. I thought there was like quite a bit of like surprising views around mm-hmm. like this was a really lovely place to hike trails. Mm-hmm. So like I really enjoyed enjoyed that it had a lot to reveal i'm gonna say that and then um i'm gonna ha- i have a second answer and um oh channel island no oh, i knew that was what you were gonna say channel island i know there was so much to reveal there yeah what a beautiful place to hike yes ideal idyllic in every sense of the word mm-hmm. what about for you Mine are both Utah parks. So if we're going to go with two, I mean, my first is absolutely Capitol Reef because everybody told us you don't need to do Capitol Reef. Every guidebook we read, don't do Capitol Reef. If you have to cut out a park in Utah, make it Capitol Reef. And I'm pre- consider- I'm pretty sure that like people have paid off people who are guidebook writers to not talk about Capitol Reef because they did tell us. I mean, yeah. somebody did tell us they were like, oh, we say that so that we can keep it for ourselves. It's just great and sorry oh that God. i'm the secrets it's out so great go there <sighs> it's just there's it's very different from the four other utah parks and there's a lot to love there there's a lot to explore there's some things we d- that's a park i would absolutely go back to in a heartbeat just like channel islands is a park that like i don't feel like we had enough time we really no. didn't we had a mere I set really of hours i want to take the boat to the yeah. one spot and hike all the yeah. way the long way yeah. and all the way back to the other boat spot yeah we had mere hours in both of those parks which was a dang shame but it's what it is my other answer is Bryce Canyon because mm-hmm. that was just there was so much there that I did not expect I like expected hoodoos I expected whatever this was our first national park trip it was the second park we went to and I think after seeing Zion I was like how do you top this and then Bryce didn't necessarily top it but it really ran a tough competition with Zion so that would be my second because especially the Peekaboo Trail like oh, good yeah. god like uh. just every turn was magical so so there's something Utah. Who knew? Honestly, who like, knew? Indeed. One of our first like catchphrases. I feel like Utah. Who knew? Because I certainly didn't. And I, you know, all four of those, five of those parks hold a very special place in my heart. But those are yeah. the two that I feel like are the revealers of everything. Certainly. Okay. So I guess I wrote all my superlatives were more park based. But that's great. Um, that's great. It's great. Um. Okay. Park where water was one of the most important features or components where you found that water... Now, we've never been on the water in a park. Um, We've been in the water in a park or at least touched the water in a park, but we've never truly experienced like rafting. But where you felt like that was something that was so important to the landscape. I'm going to say New River Gorge Mm -hmm. because, I mean, obviously it like created what is the gorge, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that entire park is around the New River. So um, so that was... uh, I think, yeah, I think that's my answer. 
sponsor. And right. I, I loved being able to like see the river from all those different areas and like, you know, Sandstone Falls was so cool. And then, you know, being able to see the river from above on the bridge walk, which was at the end of the day worth it, even though parts of it were uncomfortable for those of us with a fear of heights, sure. but we made it. And obviously there's rafting to do there. Mm-hmm. Maybe not class four rapids with a friend who is ninety three, <laughs> but um, but who yeah. was game to do it? But who was she was game? Mm-hmm. But yes, yeah, so I would say New River Gorge is my answer. Okay, what about for you? I mean, obviously, I feel like you could say Channel Islands because it's yeah. an island. Yeah, but I'm gonna say Acadia because oh, it being yes. on the coast and uh. um, there's a lot about that. Like while you can, there are some coastal hikes there. There's the there's Bar Island that you have to to like plan your time with the tides to be able to access there's hiking the Scudic Peninsula which like you end up near the water like there's a lot having grown up on the coast my entire life in New Jersey like there was a lot of home for me there and I felt like Acadia is very much so a park that as a park in in and of itself is beautiful I think remove the ocean and put it in the middle of nowhere it would lose some of its luster like there's something magical about the water being right there yeah that part um and it really has such an impact i think on the landscape and um it just makes for just such a beautiful environment in total okay the park with the most cinematic landscape i mean things that come to mind for me right now certainly are yosemite Mm -hmm. um zion Mm -hmm. um but i'm also going to say um capital reef too yeah. Oh, this is there's so many. There's so could, many. It's hard. There's so many. Uh, I'm throwing Big Bend in here too because, ooh, girl, that was some cinematic landscapes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do I have to choose one? Choose one. The most cinematic landscape. Cut them all out. I'm gonna go with Zion. <laughs> so disappointed with that I'm, answer. No, 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 no. I'm not. But mm-hmm. Zion is very cinematic. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, this is a curve wa- curveball for me. Only in that when we were there it was so like smoky and we didn't get a chance to really experience it but there's something incredibly weird and wild about Yellowstone and I feel oh, like yeah, yeah. that landscape is like like it's either Yellowstone or Glacier for me oh like, my god yeah. I'm sorry yeah I mean Glacier is probably it Glacier yeah. um, well, I was having a brain fog moment <laughs> and forgot to think about Glacier mm-hmm. um, Glacier yeah. is my answer yeah. for cinematic landscape I think it's probably for me too most Definitely. Um, but definitely there's something weird and recognizable and wild about Yellowstone for sure. For sure. Okay. And the last one is a trail. Uh huh. It's the trail that most triggered or evoked your biggest fears. Moro Rock in Sequoia. Yeah, that's also my answer. Easily. Mm-hmm. Easily that. I think I that was worse than Angel's Landing. It Angel's, was bad. Well, also, I didn't know what I was getting into on Angel's Landing. Yeah, I just now I do. You. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. And then you tried to push me off. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. true. Still friends. Uh-huh. Yeah. We worked through it. That's right. Moral Rock for me is also just... Fear. That was... I've fear. never had f- height fear, but that... There is something primally... Primal? Primally? Primally. <laughs> There's something very scary about it on a primal level is what I wanted to say. Yeah. Primally. It's very true. hmm So, yeah. And with that, let's take our next break. Hey, everybody, we are actively planning our hiking for this year. And so you know what that means. Our moon travel guides are out and about. We're marking them up and we're writing in all of our notes. We sincerely love them and we use moon travel guides all the time. 
Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because their authors are real people who live in and know the areas they're writing about like the back of their hand. And we can trust them. From hikes to campsites to city sites to restaurants, Moon Travel has you covered. So ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed out abroad, planning to take on the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. And through the end of 2024, our listeners can exclusively get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when you go to moon.com. Use the code GAZE24 at checkout. That's right. That is moon.com and use code GAZE24. And that's G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon Travel Guide in Moon's entire library at moon.com. And that is exclusively for GAZE listeners. It's time for episode 100's Drag Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Shonda Lear. There we go. Shonda Lear. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I also like Sandra Lear's because it sort of sounds like Chandra Lear, <laughs> but it's Sandra is like ogling. It's true. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. I think it's Chandra Lear and Sandra Lear. I don't know about that. They're sisters <laughs> and they <laughs> ogle you. <laughs> That's the whole act. They're just oglers. <laughs> Oh, oh, I mm-hmm. see. They're like, because they're leering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Okay. So, Chandelier. Mm hmm. Um, who is Chandelier? Well, she's an ogling queen. <laughs> I think so. Right. Mm hmm. Maybe she has like an eyeball motif throughout her oh, okay. looks or something okay. like that. Okay. She's an optometrist then. Maybe she, yeah, maybe she or has an, an optometrist, optometrist number. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of. Um, I can see clearly now that. the rain Maybe has she has gone. a number to that song, right? I can see all obstacles in my way. I think she has to do some sort of reference to Chandelier by Sia. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it should be like with eyes. Mm-hmm. I oh, do. also Watching You by... Um, <gasps> yes. It always feels like somebody's watching me. Yeah, that's Who's a good playing one. tricks on me. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, In Private Eyes. <gasps> oh, uh, man. <laughs> she's got a whole thing. Uh-huh. They're watching you. They see your every move. Yes. I think like... And I like that it's like very sort of late 80s. Oh, yeah. Music. Mm-hmm. That's her era. Yeah. I like that. So she dresses like Cindy Lauper, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. With a big wig that covers her head mm-hmm. so that you can't see her, just like Sia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I feel like her, she's, yeah, she's got, um. it's like a wig that covers her face mm-hmm. the same way as Sia, as you said, but... Mm-hmm. But it's like 80s big hair. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Teased for the gods. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like definitely sprayed beyond an inch I also of its feel life. like her merch is um, in honor of everything everywhere all at once. It's just googly eyes. 
Oh, I like that. Uh-huh. Can it be like googly eye coin purses? Sure. Do people still carry coin purses? I don't know, but maybe we bring it back. Why or not? Maybe she does. You can utilize the coin purse for many things. Mm-hmm. 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 So many things. Great. Mm-hmm. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Chandra. Chandra. No. <laughs> Chandelier. And now it's your turn, dearest. I have six. Oh, somebody came to work today. I did. Okay. Trail with the best lighting change, specifically for photos. Like, as in, when you're hiking up it, it looks one way for within the light. And then when you're hiking back, like, all of it looks different because the light is different now. I'm going to say, because we saw it twice, because we've hiked it twice at two different times of year and two different times of day, Long Point Trail and New River Gorge. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful example of that. I am going to say probably Angel's Landing. That's what my original choice was, mm -hmm, but... mm -hmm. All of Zion Canyon, like, just from the two different, like points in time and the light mm-hmm. like we highly recommend doing that as early as possible yeah um also because the light is so cool well, that early also lottery system so you know i know do you have to do you have to do lottery for the chains right yeah you can go up to scout's lookout yeah Sands. which is what i say everybody can do and sure. get the same view the same view everybody from there that you can get at the top mike what doesn't agree with me but that's okay yeah well um we don't have to agree on everything oh no we don't um, so what, what next year? I hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Most satisfying flat trail. Hmm. Flat trail. Or mostly flat trail. Hmm. That one I really need to think about. That's a tricky one because we don't often think about flat when we hike. I mean, it's mostly flat, but it's not entirely flat. There is a little bit of a dip that you have to do, and it's um, Blue Mesa in um, Painted Desert and Petrified oh, Forest. Oh, yeah. Because it's just, you get that view from the top where you're able to see kind of down into the like area and then beyond it, and then when you're down there, it's very, very cool. And there's Petrified Wood down there, and I thought that was really neat. That was Yum. somewhat flat when you were down inside of the area of the hike That's and it's right. like a mecha- it's a paved pathway yeah so yeah what about you i think i'd probably say the rim trail at the grand canyon okay notice yeah. how many times we've mentioned the grand canyon in this episode <laughs> everybody yeah well, we do you know need what? to go back and do like the north rim and hike down into it and hike down into but, it yeah i mean i'm gonna say a very unpopular opinion probably like and i don't really care i mean there are better parks than the grand canyon <gasps> record <gasps> screech like seriously i it is amazing it is beautiful i'm sure the north rim is great I'm she sure looks like a model down. she looks like linda but evangelista i I find that the Grand Canyon is held as this gold standard, and I don't know that it, sh- it all that glitters is actually gold, my friends, is what I will say. And I'm sure there'll be some coming for me in the comments, but... It's fine. That's it's how fine. I feel. We understand. That's how I feel. Well, we also... I remember we put that... We put the Grand Canyon at the end of a trip of <laughs> a lot of really it was cool our first stuff. Trip. We went to Zion, then Bryce, then Arches, then Canyonlands, then Painted Desert and Petrified Forest. Which was a surprise add and then Grand Canyon and we were like we did that on purpose so that we were like let's see the greatest thing at the end and then we were like I don't know that we like this as much as you know obviously like here's the thing this is our opinion we don't want to take the magical wonderful like no like our feelings on it just does not take 
away the magical, wonderful feeling you get from going to the Grand Canyon, certainly, and what you've seen in your experience there. Um, we do have limited experience there. Right. So we, we did need spend to, a whole day, but we only We need to go through. back yeah. and go to the some other spots and try and get inside. And I think it would be fun to try and like hike. Well, rim to rim would be fun, but I don't know if we're going to be able to do that. And then we would just be exhausted. Exhaustion. Okay. Trail with the best turn the corner surprise. I mean, immediately it's Bryce Canyon that comes to mind for me, but I'd like to try to dig deeper. <laughs> and find something, I, I think it's probably the High Line. I think the High Line, there were, mm. every time you turned around up something, this is in it Glacier was just like, National Park? Yes. It was just, inc- the views just kept getting more and more incredible. Like, absolutely stunning. Even that grunt up to the top of the High Line, the, you know, Grinnell Overlook. Yeah. We were warned. We were warned. We did but, it, though. So, my answer, obviously, go to Bryce Canyon because it's all just turn the corner surprises, mm-hmm. right? My answer to this is the (laughs) Grinnell Glacier Trail. Okay. From Mini Glacier. Okay. Because when we got up to the top and turned the corner and could actually Mm. see Grinnell Glacier, that view, like seeing Grinnell Glacier on those peaks with that glacier lake, lake, and then Grinnell Lake, and then the forest over to the left and the peak in the front, that was such a stunning surprise. Mm. And so that's a view I'll never forget Mm -hmm. my whole life. Okay. Trail with the best snacking spot. And what trail snack are you going to have? That's a great question. Okay, my favorite trail with the best snacking spot is Old Rag, and it's the top of Old Rag. Oh. Because you could kind of like this lean in, against the rock. This wait, is in wait. Shenandoah National uh-huh. Park in Virginia. Old Rag is a wonderful trail, also now on a ticketed reservation system. You know, a lot, I, I feel like we sort of, and a lot of our park travel to a lot of the parks that we've been to that we've talked about, we sort of hit a very sweet spot in national park traveling before a lot of permanent started to happen so i'm very grateful for that yeah um, and that we also were i can't recall a park that we were in where we felt like oh my god it's so crowded like this is awful but now i know that that yeah. has become more commonplace because the parks have garnered a lot more attention especially during covid so old rag was we hiked old rag like months before covid was like it was like november of 2019 november 2019 yep that's it so i think that and being able to see into the distance from the top of Old Rag after like that hike, which was that was on my list of tough hikes. Like the I was originally going to put that in. That's like an honorable mention for me. But I think the snack that I'm having is some peanut butter pretzels. None for you though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And beef jerky. Great. And a beer. Why not? Why not? <laughs> trail beers. Not that we should be carrying trail beers into parks, but I'm sure people do it. Yeah. Pack it out, girls. Pack it out. Mm-hmm. What about you? I think my favorite snacking spot is the spot where we stopped for lunch on Saigi Pass in Glacier mm-hmm. with with Cynthia and with Becky mm-hmm. because it was three magnificent views yeah. from one spot. Yeah. And yeah, I'm obviously having honey barbecue Fritos. You sure are. Absolutely. Right. Not a Chase sponsor. Th- not a sponsor. They could be. Chase them with a few E.L. Fudge cookies. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm getting, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being a bad girl. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that is, um, yeah. So that is what, um, that's my favorite spot because mm-hmm. uh, you get the view that you came from that is just stunning. The view 
off over and you can see like two medicine and yeah. then like the view out over St. Mary's Lake. St. Mary Lake. Mm-hmm. And then you can see Sexton Glacier over to the right. I mean, it's just yeah. like... Uh, There's a lot happening up there. It's a visual yeah. feast for the eyes. Okay, great. What about top trail for wildlife? Oh, I mean, I think my experience there is tainted by not wildlife experience in a trail, but in a park. And that's Theodore Roosevelt. But we didn't see many wildlife on trails there. So it was t- on a loop road. It was on the loop road. You can say a loop road here. I mean, holy God, like that is the kind of the top would be that loop road in Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Bison, horses, um, prairie dogs. What else did we see? That was mostly it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's like, those are some big things. I mean, other than that, I'm trying to think about other... Oh, there were birds. We saw some golden eagles. Some birds. Um... I mean, God, there was that terrible trail that we, the hike from Inspirate to Inspiration Point where there were bears. <laughs> that will forever oh, yeah. be the terror moment That's of my life. Grand Tetons. But um, yeah, I'm going to say the Loop Road because I feel like we got a lot of bang for our buck there as far in, as wildlife goes in Theodore Roosevelt National Park in North Dakota. I'm going to say um, my favorite trail for wildlife is Cub Lake in Rocky Mountain National Park. Oh, the moose. Because we got moose and we got elk. Yeah. And I'm sure there was other stuff happening. Yeah. But that was really, really beautiful. Yeah. That was a good snacking spot at Cub Lake, too. We sat it and we It was snacked. a good snack. <laughs> it was. Spot. We ate a lot of trail mix out there. We did. We yeah. killed, like, a whole bag, like, just sitting there. Yeah, that was a long oh, day. Oh, I have another answer to this question. <laughs> okay. It's um, it's Glacier as well. Okay. It's the lake coming up from Trail of Cedars. What was that lake? Avalanche Lake? Uh-huh. Right? Isn't that the name of it? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Avalanche Lake with all the waterfalls around is a great snacking spot. Oh, okay. Like I was on like, the little... wildlife. We didn't see any wildlife there. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Going back to snacking spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Avalanche Lake. Uh, there's a little beach there, mm-hmm. a little cove with some sand. And that's yeah. a great spot for snacking. Okay, great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back to wildlife. Yeah. Cub Lake is my favorite. Okay. Great. Great. And you have one more? I do. Okay. <clears throat> to close it out. Favorite hiking day. Oh, that's a toughie. Any day with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to be like, that day where you had meetings and I had to go off and hike yeah, solo by definitely myself. Definitely the gas bubble day. <laughs> Golf ball, gas Golf bubble. Golf ball, gas bubble. That was um, me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, what is my favorite day of hiking? I have I have one and I have some honorable mentions. I mean, there are too many to count. Like, you know, that we've done in the hundred episodes that we've done and the, believe it or not, what is now seven years of hiking in the national parks together. I thought about that the other day and I was like, that's wilds to me. Yeah, um, wow. We have had a lot of incredible wildly beautiful journeys um, that have led to some wonderful experiences with folks. I mean, a lot of these trails have been mentioned already, and it's for a good reason. Saihi Pass, Highline, um, Sliding Sands. You know what? It, you know, there's always a joy to hike with you, but it's such a joy to bring other people into the fold. Hiking with Brian and Tino on Big Branch. Like, I'll say it. I said it at the beginning of the episode. I will continue to say it as much as I am a, you know, dark, as much as I'm dark-sided and a curmudgeon. The human factor. Mm-hmm. The human factor is so pivotal and important and, and lovely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I can't pick. I mean, it's too hard. I, I If I had to... Pick it, a few. Pick a few. Favorite? Well, 
that's the one I've days. Mis- the one I've mentioned. Then it's you know it's Sahi Pass was in Glacier National Park. Sliding Sands is in Haleakala in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It's Big Branch Trail, which we did a ton that day. We did Sandstone, Big Branch, and then you and I did Grand View together. We had our own little private hiking time. <laughs> but um, those three, those three would be my top three if I yeah. had to give them because of the you know because of the people that also enriched the experience for the both of us. I am gonna agree. I mean, my top, I think, favorite hiking day was yeah, Sai Pass in Glacier with Becky Lomax and Cynthia Deering. Uh, Deering, and that was just one of the best days hiking. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's a reason you and I hike together all the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I enjoy hiking with you very much, and it's just so much fun when we can share that with other people mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey and Carrie along with us when we were able to all four of us do um, sliding sands. East what a coasters s- in Hawaii. Special yeah. experience. Three of whom were printmakers. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm also going to say. Take that theater nerd. <laughs> um, theater. <laughs> other days that come up for me. Uh, definitely the, the day in Arches where we did oh, Devil's Garden mamas. and met the hiking mamas and then had dinner with them. Yeah. That was so special. Another day that I just am like, I can't believe we did this, which was we got up very, very early and we hiked Angel's Landing. Mm-hmm. Then we got off of Angel's Landing, somehow had energy. I mean, we were like, you know, we were like 28. And, we were living in our twink era. <laughs> right. We were in our twink eras. That's right. And it was like, we have energy. Let's just walk over to this spot and then do these trails along the way. Mm-hmm. And then we did both Emerald Pools or mm-hmm. Emerald Falls. And then from there, we like hiked to another spot, hiked all the way back to the visitor center, and then ate did, dinner, and then did Watchmen, and then did Watchmen. Yeah. Like it was, it was like seventeen miles wild that day. So yeah. much hiking. Yeah. 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 So yeah, um, mm-hmm. it was it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but those come to mind. Those um, yeah, the ones where we get epic, epic people, and also oh my god, Big Branch Trail with Shay and mm-hmm. Brian and Tino mm-hmm. was such a special day. Mm-hmm. So 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 special. Yeah. And also the High Line with Sam. I know was also very special. I know trail friends mm-hmm. make trails better. Memories like the corners of my mind. And now let's um, misty watered colored memories. And this trail, the way, or the end this episode, of the way we were, the way we end all of our episodes with some Jeopardy style trivia. So funny enough, because this is episode one hundred, one hundred trails. I was like, so I wrote ten questions, and then what did you tell me? Oh, I did the same thing. <laughs> Great. So why don't you start with yours? Great. So my Jeopardy is broken into five categories, two questions each. The categories are hike early and hike often, unsure but knowing, <laughs> huh? adventure is out there, go where the postcards are real, and gaze shop. Great. So gaze shop is a lightning do, round category. I do think I'm going to need an unsure but knowing t-shirt. I think it might be coming at some point. Great. Great. So would you like to start there with those two? questions yeah let's start there okay this is all about language okay in this language snafu you might accidentally swap the first letter of a two-word phrase for example night watch might become white notch or dark matter might become mark datter what is a spoonerism that's correct second 
question in this category. In this stuff of nightmare situation as a school student, you might reveal more than you intended when you call your female teacher mom or your male teacher dad. Sounds like a visit to the shrink is needed. What is the Freudian slip? Exactly. Beautiful. Let's go to hike early and hike often. Hike early and hike often for 100. This is all about epic hiking trails. Great. The Camino de Santiago, a trail that runs east to west in northern Spain, starting in the Pyrenees and ending at the Atlantic, is known in English as the Way of Blank, the patron saint of haymakers, rheumatoid sufferers, and laborers. Oh, who? what is the Way of Saint... Thomas? No, incorrect. Saint Blaise? No, incorrect. Saint... Saint Blaise? <laughs> Sounds like a bro saint to me. <laughs> no, that would be Saint Blaine. Um, there's um, the saint... King blank version of this Bible. James. Yes. The Way of Saint James. Way of Saint James. Oh, okay, great. Great. Thank you. For 200, in the United States, the Triple Crown of Trails, which are part of a network of scenic trails in the United States, include the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail, and this trail, which winds through Rocky Mountain National Park, Yellowstone National Park, and Glacier National Park. What is the Continental Divide Trail? Correct. Let's go to Gay Shop. Gay Shop. This is a lightning round category where I'm going to give you a description and you have to name the outerwear company. Oh, okay. That'll be two clues and then you have to name the outerwear company. It's not lightning round. Let's go. There are five here. So I did write more than 10. Oh, look at you go. Here we go. The capital of South Carolina, a South American country. Colombia. Furthest southern region of South America. Patagonia. This difficult ski slope rating, a dark-colored, incredibly tough gem. Onyx? Nope. What is Black Diamond? Oh. A large ground squirrel, a fought-for trail mix episode. Marmot. <laughs> it's happening, y'all, in season six. You're getting a trail mix The most marmots. unforgiving side of a mountain, the half dome, is the logo. Oh, God. The flat side. I don't know. What is North Face? Right. Okay. Left, we have... Go where the postcards are real and adventure is out there. Let's do postcards. Okay. If you were looking at a postcard with the archaeological site of Petra found in this Middle Eastern nation and the arches of this national park found in Utah, you might also be looking at stills from this Indiana Jones film. So you need to give me three answers. So the first part, the archaeological site of Petra. What country is it found in in the Middle East? What park in Utah where you'd be finding arches? And also what film of the Indiana Jones filmdom does this both appear in? Okay, so the first one, Petra, is that in India? No, incorrect. I don't know. What is Jordan? Jordan. Mm. Then Arches National Park. Mm -hmm. And then what is um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Incorrect. Temple of Doom. Incorrect. Oh, oh, so it's the other one. (laughs) It's the the skull? No. (laughs) No. What is the Last Crusade? The Last Crusade. There you go. (laughs) The skull? (laughs) The Island of the Crystal Skull. Mm-mm. That was the one with Kingdom. Blanchett. It's the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> Great. That's your gay card. There's um, no. That's fine. No. My no. Gay your gay card, card is, excuse. It's like I don't know. I don't know because I have a gay card. Mm-hmm, right. Exactly. I think so. All right. Okay. Great. Also so, going to be a three part answer here for this one. Okay. okay. While The Shining is based on the Stanley Hotel located in this section of Rocky Mountain National Park, the opening shots of this film are actually shot in this national park in Montana on this famous roadway. 
Okay, so the first one is Estes Park. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is Glacier National Park mm-hmm. on going to the Sun Road. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think I screwed that up. You were supposed to name The Shining, too. But I oh, and gave it, it away. Oh, and it was The Shining. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I did not know that. Okay. And our last category is Adventure is Out There. This is all about adventure and film. I'm ready. Find the commonality in these three space adventure films. Lost in Space, WALL-E, and Interstellar. Start with WALL-E and then go from there. They all have people named Eva <laughs> in the film. What is Wally? He's a robot. Okay. They're all robots. They all have robotic main characters. Mm-hmm. Great. Interstellar <laughs> is a robotic main character. There's a robotic character that's voiced by Matt Damon. Ah. I'm pretty sure it's Matt Damon, who ends up being... The father. No, that's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> oh, see, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I, All right. I did see that movie. Okay. Though I still need to see Contact. Well, we're going to sit down. I'm going to strap you to a chair and you're going to watch it. And you're going to watch Fatal Attraction. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Find the commonalities in these three films. The Mummies, National Treasure, and The Goonies. Pits. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? There's there are pits. pits. in all of them. There are pits. What else is there that people may be hunting for? The... Um, uh, the Oh, gold, treasure. Yeah, treasure. Yep. Great. Yep. Well done. Great. Beautiful Thank work. Thank you. And that's season 100 Jeopardy. All right. So mm-hmm. for my Jeopardy style trivia today, I was inspired by the word 100. Okay. And um, this is a 10-part Jeopardy, uh-huh. which is all about groups of animals. Oh, Names uh, of whoa. animal groups. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of them are birds, but <laughs> shock. Okay, are you ready? I'm trying to be. For 100. Collective if, animal pronouns. Collective animal, not pronouns, but collective animal terms. Mm-hmm. If you had 100 bats, you might also have this, which is also a term for the giant pot used by witches. What is a cauldron of bats? That's right. A cauldron of bats or also a cloud or a colony. I love the term cauldron of bats. For 200, if you had 100 cobras, you would have a this, a term that also might describe one's bottom lip upon seeing a cobra. What is a quiver of cobras? That's right, Mm -hmm. a quiver of cobras. Mm -hmm. For 300, if you had 100 finches, you would have this, though it sounds like they derive this group name from a WB show starring Shannon Doherty, also about witches. What is a charmed of witches? A charm to of finches. finches. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Yeah. For 400, if you had a hundred larks, you would have a this, which is also the name for the event in Christianity when Jesus Christ went into the heavens, physical body included. What is a resurrection of larks? What is an ascension of larks? There you go. An ascension of larks. A resurrection of larks. Okay, for 500, if you had 100 hyenas, you would have this, derived from the sound they often make or the sounds that witches often make. What is a cackle of hyenas? That's right. (laughs) You're nailing it. Yeah. For 600, if you had 100 parrots, you would have this, a term derived from the very center of hell in Dante's Inferno. What is, um, oh, it's not Pandora. What is a panic of? No, it's, um, what is a pandemonium of parrots? That's right. There you go. For 700. If you had a group of baby chickens, 
you would have this, a term for a small handbag with no strap. What is a clutch of ferrets? Definitely didn't mention ferrets. (laughs) What was the animal you said? I'm sorry. Baby chickens. What is a clutch of chicks? There you go. A clutch of chicks. A clutch of chicks. Okay, for 800. A clutch of chicks sounds like a film that Michael Bay would produce. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. If you had 100 eagles, you would have this. A term that means a formal assembly and is most often heard during graduation season. What is a dais of eagles? No, not a dais, though that's a great guess. A dais is more like a... The platform. The platform of people. Huh. This is not a term that's used that often. What is a faculty of eagles? No, not a faculty. Oh, I don't know. What is a convocation of eagles? That's like an $800 word. A convocation. <laughs> yeah. Convocation, convocation is some like 1984 doublespeak happening. <laughs> <laughs> Great. We got two more. Okay. For 900, if you had 100 vultures, you would have this, a term that means a place for an event to occur. What is a venue of vultures? That's right. <laughs> Isn't that random? That's really random. random. I think they just try to be alliterative as much as possible, too. Yeah, but the next one's not alliterative. I know, as much as possible. Yeah, but not all the time. As much as possible. <laughs> For $1,000. If you had 100 raccoons, you would have this. A term that sounds like they listen to the show. What is a gaze of raccoons? That's right. That's funny. Yep. A gaze of raccoons. It's spelled with a Y, though. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, though, uh, I had a friend who has listened to the show for five years mm-hmm. who was like, oh, my God, I just got the title. Face off. Face, Face off. off. <laughs> This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze Shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger, with Sean Sklios on guitar. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey.